Welcome back, y'all. We are going to swing back on over to the third chapter of Daniel today. And in chapters three and six of Daniel, um, we see God's follow the people that follow God in this book are tested and their faithfulness shines through um, as they are tested. And we'll go ahead and start with verse one. King Nebuchadnezzar made a gold statue, 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide, and set it up on a plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then he sent messages to high officers, officials, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the provincial officials to come to the dedication of the statue that he had set up. And he had just received this vision and it was prophesied that in chapter two that his kingdom would one day fall to the Medo-Persian empire and it seems like this is kind of an action that may have been done in defiance to that um, prophecy that that his empire would someday fall um I'm not sure but it, it kind of feels like it could be I don't know for sure for sure it does not say that here um, in verse three, so all these officials came and stood before the statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald shouted out, people of all races and nations and languages, listen to the king's command. When you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and other musical instruments, bow to the ground to worship King Nebuchadnezzar's gold statue. Anyone who refuses to obey will immediately be thrown into a blazing fire. So at the sound of the musical instruments, all the people, whatever their race or nation or language, bowed to the ground and worshipped the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. But some of the astrologers went to the king and informed on the Jews. They said that they said to King Nebs, long live the king. You issued a decree requiring all the people to bow down and worship this gold statue when they hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and other musical instruments. That decree also states that those who refuse to obey must be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom you have put in charge of the province of Babylon. They paid no attention to you, your majesty. They refuse to serve your gods and do not worship the gold statue you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and he ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. When they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or to worship the gold statue that I have set up? I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue that I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. But if you refuse, you'll be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then what God will be able to rescue you from my power? He's sounding a little bit prideful and arrogant here. In verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. 
But even if he doesn't, we want to make it very clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue that you have set up. So they, uh, this is one of my favorite parts of the story. So what they're saying is, then these are their last words before their potential death by being thrown into the fire. And their last words basically say, no matter what you do or what happens to our bodies, we will worship God because we love and fear God above all else, no matter what you do to me. And, um, and I love the even if, like no matter what happens, we will not ever worship any anything or anyone other than God. And another point about this, how this came about is, King Nebs, he was really mad when he made this order. Like, he made a decision out of high emotion. Like, he was so angry and he just made a snap decision. And that's another example of why we shouldn't make important decisions when we're highly emotional. (laughs) Um, In verse 19, Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that his face became distorted with rage. He commanded that the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual. Again, he's making a a decision out of anger. Verse 20, Then he ordered some of the strongest men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So they tied them up and threw them into the furnace fully dressed in their pants, turbans, robes, and other garments. And because the king, in his anger, had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace, the flames killed the soldiers as they were actually trying to throw the three men in. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, securely tied, fell into the roaring flames. A couple of interesting points here is the, it tells us three times that, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are securely tied. They're bound. They're chained up, tied up. They're they're bound and can't be freed. And that is enunciated three times in these um, short verses here. So I think that is an an extremely important element. Um, And we'll see why in a moment. Verse 24. But suddenly, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, they replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound walking around the fire unharmed. And the fourth looks like a god. So one thing I want to note here is sometimes we find ourselves going through what feels like fires in life. And it just seems unbearable. But A, God's with us. There's a fourth man in the fire, a messenger, an angel, or Jesus himself. It doesn't say. But regardless, God's not going to leave you alone in the storms. There was a fourth body there with them present, carrying them through the fire. And in that fire, they became unbound of the things that had them bound up. They became free. They were walking around completely free and unbound. And sometimes the fires in life may be just the thing that God uses to unbind us and set us free. And 
as we're going through that, we're not alone. God's with us. God's with us through the fires. In verse 26, Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here, come here. So he kind of changes his tune a little bit here. He, after what he just witnesses, he really gains respect for, for God. And he changes his language and calls him the most high God, which we know that's what God is. That's who God is. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then the high officers, officials, governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their heads was singed, and their clothing was not scorched. They did not even smell like smoke. I like how God pays attention to the details. Um, and this event, this them being saved from this fire, is actually what eventually leads King Nebs to being humbled and restored in chapter four, which we'll see later. And um, having the discernment and wisdom from God when we're going through struggles, when we're walking through our Babylons, and having that uncompromising faithfulness to God no matter what, it just that's what really helps pull us through. In verse 28. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise to God of praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel to rescue his servants who trusted in him. Here he does refer to the fourth person as an angel. They defied the king's command and were willing to die rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make this decree. If any people, whatever their race or nation or language, speak a word against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they will be torn from limb to limb, and their houses will be turned into heaps of rubble. There is no other God who can rescue like this. Then king, the king promised Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to even higher positions in the province of Babylon. Um, and a couple of things here. Um... When he, there's no other God who can rescue like this. Only God is worth honor and praise. And obedience to God, it, it changes everything. Look at how much he changed just by their actions and their integrity, their humility, their fear and love and obedience of God. And God's plans are always bigger than our own. They had no idea what to expect. For all they knew, they might die. But regardless, they were not wavering in their faith in God. They stood firm and they did not waver. And the the last thing about chapter three, um, we don't see Daniel mentioned anywhere in here. It's just the three friends. And Daniel for sure would have not bowed down to the statue either because he would have also not compromised. So it makes me it makes me wonder if Daniel was maybe out somewhere or gone for a brief period doing something else. I don't know for sure, but I found that interesting. Like Daniel wasn't mentioned. It was just the three friends, but we all know Daniel would not have bowed down to the statue either. So it kind of makes me wonder where Daniel was. Um, maybe at some point as we do this deep dive study, that will be revealed and maybe not. We don't always have to know everything. 
Um, I am, I do have some time, so I am going to read the prayer of uh, Azariah. So it's not found in today's Bible. This is another passage that is found in the super early Greek manuscripts of scriptures. Um, it is not in our Bibles today, but it's kind of, um, it's really, it's a really cool read. And it's just a piece of history that really, um, it's a prayer to God that because God saved them for, from a fire. And it was a writing that was um, apparently, it, it's claimed to have been found that was written by um, Azariah in this process. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. But just keep in mind, this is not in your Bibles today. It was in the early, early, early Greek Greek um, manuscripts, but it was um, removed for, for one reason or another in that. Um, I don't know why, but I, I like history and I like reading anything and everything I can about history and the history of the times and what was going on and the writings of people from long ago. And this might be a writing from Azariah that was in the fiery furnace. So I figured, hmm, why not share it? Um, Verse 1, And they walked in the midst of the fire, praising God and blessing God. Then Azariah stood up and prayed on this manner, and opening his mouth in the midst of the fire, said, Blessed are you, O God of our fathers. Your name is worthy to be praised and glorified forevermore. For you are righteous in all things that you have done to us. Yea, true are all your works. Your ways are right and your judgments truth. In all the things that you have brought upon us and upon the holy city of our fathers, even Jerusalem, you have executed true judgment. For according to truth and judgment, did you bring all these things upon us because of our sins? For we have sinned and committed iniquity, departing from you. In all things we have trespassed and not obeyed your commandments, nor kept them, neither done as you have commanded us, that we might go well with us that it might go well with us. Wherefore, all that you have brought upon us and everything that you have done to us, you have done in true judgment. And you did deliver us into the hands of the Torahless enemies, the most hateful forsakers of God, into an unjust king and the most wicked in all the world. And now we cannot open our mouths. We are, we are become a shame and a reproach to your servants and to them that worship you. Yet deliver us uh, not up holy for your name's sake, neither disdainal your covenant, and cause not your mercy to depart from us. For your beloved Abraham's sake, your servant Yuchak's sake, and for your holy Yaharsharal's sake, to whom you have spoken and promised that you would multiply their seed as the stars of heaven, as the sand that lies upon the seashore. For we, O God, are become less than any nation and be kept under this day in all the world because of our sins. Neither is there at this time prince or prophet or leader or ascending smoke offering or sacrifice or ablation or incense or place to sacrifice before you and find mercy. Nevertheless, in a contrite heart and a humble spirit, let us be accepted. Like as in the ascending smoke offerings of rams and bullocks and like as in ten thousands of fat lambs, so let your sacrifice be in our sight this day, and grant that we may wholly go after you, for they shall not be confounded that put their trust in you. And now we follow you with all our heart. We fear you and seek your face. 
Put us not to shame, but deal with us after your loving kindness and according to the multitude of your mercies. Deliver us also according to your marvelous works and give glory to your name, O God, and let all them that do your servants hurt be ashamed and let them be confounded in all their power and might and let their strength be broke and let them know that you are God, the only God and glorious over the whole world. And the king's servants that put them in cease not to make the hot oven with rosin, pitch, tow, and small wood, so that the flame streamed forth above the furnace, forty and nine cubits, and it passed through and burned those Chaldees, sorry, it found about the furnace, it it burned the servants. But the angel of God came down into the oven together with Azariah and his fellows and smote the flame of the fire out of the oven and made the mist of the furnace as it had been a moist whistling wind so that the fire touched them not at all, neither hurt nor troubled them. Then the three, as out of the one mouth, praised, glorified, and blessed God in the furnace, saying, Blessed are you, O God of our fathers, and to praised and exalted above all forever. And blessed is your glorious and holy name, and to be praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed are you in the temple of your holy glory, and be praised and glorified above all forever. Blessed are you that behold the depths, and sit upon the cherubims, and to be praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed are you on the glorious throne of your kingdom, and to be praised and glorified above all forever. Blessed are you in the expanse of heaven, and above all to be praised and glorified forever. O ye works of God, be blessed ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O ye heavens, bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O ye angels of God, bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O all ye waters that be above the heavens, bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O all ye powers of God, bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O ye sun and moon, bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O ye stars of heaven, bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O every shower and dew, bless ye God, praise and exalt him forever. O ye winds, bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O ye fire and heat, bless ye God, and praise and exalt him above all forever. O ye winter and summer, bless ye God, and praise and exalt him above all forever. O ye dews and storms of snow, bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O ye nights and days, bless ye God, bless and exalt him above all forever. O ye light and darkness, bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O ye ice and cold, bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O ye frost and snow, bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O ye lightings and clouds, bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O let the earth bless God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O ye mountains and little hills, bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O all ye things that grow in the earth, bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O ye mountains, bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O ye seas and rivers, 
Bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O ye sea monsters, and all that move in the waters, bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O ye falls of the air, bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O ye beasts and cattle, bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O ye children of men, bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O Israel, bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O ye priests of God, bless ye God, and praise and exalt him above all forever. O ye servants of God, bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O ye spirits and souls of the righteous, bless ye God, and praise and exalt him above all forever. O ye holy and humble men of heart, bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. O Ananias, Azariah, and Mishael, bless ye God, praise and exalt him above all forever. For he has delivered us from the grave and saved us from the hand of death and delivered us out of the midst of the furnace and burning flame. Even out of the midst of the fire he has delivered us. O give thanks unto God because he is gracious for his mercy endures forever. O all ye that worship God, bless God of of the earth and praise him and give him thanks for his mercy endures forever. So that was uh, a reading that really shows you how thankful they were for being saved from the fiery furnace and how they just had the doxology and the continual praise and thanksgiving to God. And I think it's kind of a good reading to add into the end of this chapter. I hope you enjoyed. Have a good night, y'all.